in a world torn apart by fear, one man decides that he's had enough. Had enough. This time, they've gone too far. They've gone too far. From the director of Castaway and the writers of Fried Green Tomatoes comes Aaron Olivares, the Mexican Momoa. We are joined here on the Recycled Corn Podcast by Mr. Aaron Olivares. Some of you may know Aaron as the wild-haired badass behind bands like Neutral, Apex, and Seattle Rising, where he was dropping drum beats and raising all kinds of hell before abruptly stepping away from the rock star lifestyle to concentrate on being a father and businessman. Today, Aaron joins me at DeLeon Manor as we take a dive into the real personality behind the man some call Mexican Momoa. <laughs> here on the Recycled Corn Podcast. Hey, man, I, 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 I really appreciate you coming, man, because I know, you know, being a father is hard and, you know, especially running your business the way you do. You know, it's it's great to break away and uh, thank you for having me. So of course. It's going to be, this is, this is, I'm looking forward to it, so thank you. And if you guys hear any background clinking, whatever, yes, we are having drinks because we have a reason <laughs> to drink tonight. That's right. So it's a good night. Start off. We're gonna so- we're gonna start off with some softballs. Okay. Until um, we get warmed up and the booze proper properly uh, kicks in. All right. So talk to me about Batman. <laughs> Batman. Um, I believe as a child, I've always been infatuated with Batman. I like his. Uh, demeanor, like his lifestyle. Of course, I think you know not all the riches can't buy the sorrow. Of course, but um, I just like the the hero in him that can be destructive and uh, a hero that can be um, hidden and dark and all of those right. creative ways. You know, and I feel like a lot of that relates and you know pertains to me in areas that uh, I'm sure it pertains to a lot of people. Yeah, but so, for me, always been like a, a, a childhood. You uh, wanted man, to be, you know. wanted to be Batman. No, I am Batman. But so I, I, I'm I, not saying like I am Batman. Like I have a problem with. <laughs> it's just something I I just kind of try to you identify with. Continue continue uh, continue to aim for because it's such a high, you know, uh, caliber of man, right. and it's a never ending um, ability to try to be. I would think you know, trying we always trying. You're right. Have, have you ever thought about having your parents murdered? No. No? Absolutely not. <laughs> so that's why I would never really want to be Batman. But uh, Well, well so. let me ask you. If, if you were Batman, yeah. would your bat suit have nipples? Yes. Yes? Yes, okay. I would. So we, we yeah. need to get somebody on that real quick. Uh, he needs just, <laughs> just the nipples. <laughs> not, not the whole suit, just the nipples. <laughs> well, you know, that Michael Keaton... Um, um, suit had nipples, and when I was a child, I saw that suit. And I mean, forever, I was that was my favorite bat. Right. You know, so it's gonna have nipples, of course. <laughs> my personality, it's gonna have. It's gonna have. It's extremely yeah. cold in Gotham. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. So, what, what's your favorite Batman moment, like from the comics or the movies or anything like that? Um, I would I would say in the Dark Knight. Um, I believe it's based the movie anyway. Um, when he was beaten up, you know. Joker in the, um, I guess the cell, you know, the containment right. room, of the interrogation room, right? right. And um, he's really given uh, Heath Ledger a beating, right? And right. he's just giving it to him, right? And I think it's such a, it's a, such a 
stern moment. Like very raw and just, visceral. Just a really, you can, you can feel both of their frustrations and um, just personalities are coming out, you know, during right. the acting. And the, I mean, and those were badass movies. Yeah, you know? they, I mean, they, they really were. What Nolan did a really, really good job. Oh, yeah. I mean, how, that's like with the, the definitive Batman for, for the screen. I mean, Definitely. but um, what's okay for me, my favorite movie or my favorite moment from the movies actually has to do with Robin. Yeah. And it was that movie where uh, I think it was Val Kilmer who played. And oh, yeah. well, the one with Jim Carrey, when, the he, when he was the Riddler. Movie. Yeah, when, yeah, when he was the Riddler, Jim yeah. Carrey. And um, they make it to the island, right, that, that Jim Carrey's hold up on. And they get off, and Robin looks down. And he goes, holy rusted metal, Batman. <laughs> and he, Batman looks at him like, what? <laughs> and he goes, the, the, the metal, it's, it's all full of holes. You know, it's holy. <laughs> but you know, it was yeah, a call. Know, it was a callback to you know the very yeah, like, like, macaroni. Back, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so that was my. I, I'm, I'm into you know stupid shit like that. Um, you know, it's it's old. It's an old joke, but it still works. Yeah. You know? So uh, speaking of old, what's the oldest item you have in your closet, and why have you kept it for so long? The oldest item I have in my closet. I would have to say I have a lot of things that are old in there, but to be the oldest, Batman sniffles. I would I would say pictures of me when I was a no pictures of my mother really when she was a, when she was a child. I would I would assume those are pretty much some of the oldest ones. I mean I don't I will, you know I was I was just thinking that I have one of my grandpa which is you know way older but right. it's a picture on my phone that doesn't count so but in my closet it would have to be a picture i would say of my mom that's um, awesome she was she was a, a child you know like a little pocket like a little you know wallet size yeah I, I wish i had more pictures of my family but i died you know you know my story whatever all that got lost yeah. and, you know no, my back patio i have a petrified rock so I'm pretty <laughs> sure that's, that's uh, dude, i have a, a 33 something million year old vertebrae for a Mos- mosasaurus oh you showed yeah. me that yeah yeah i have it in the in the thing right there you Bro, pull that, that little thing down you, know, you should put that in a case i want to but i have so much crap in this room right now like <laughs> i need i need a case to put it in first okay but okay um excuse me that soda's <laughs> catching up man um what's the last show you binge watched the last show i binge watched um i'm gonna um it wasn't the boys which is one of them um my last one i binge watched was oh my god this is gonna sound bad it's called <laughs> bonded bonded <laughs> it's, this, it's this mistress show i know it sounds i'm just being honest with you i like, binge watched it because it's actually really humorous you know it's um all over the place of uh, funny Right. Um, and it, you know it's kinky. It's 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 all those other things, but it's not as shallow as you would think. You know this mysterious kind of show. But uh, I don't know. It kept interest somehow. And um, that was, I think a, it's funny how you would ask me that because <laughs> I you know I've watched I was really trying, cool shows. Okay. I was trying to hide that, but you're <laughs> I'm not. I mean, I'm just being honest with you. So you know, I mean, of course, there's always a, a different show that I can mention that are really cool too. But to be honest, yeah, that was my that was my last one. <laughs> I think the last one I did was Invincible. Oh, really? did, did have you seen that? One? I've, I've watched it, um, but not Ben's watched it. You know, I've yeah. like skipped around on it. Dude, it is so fucking good, dude. Dude, that that whole first episode was like, yeah, what? Like, like, like what? what? I the, need answers. What the <laughs> f? 
<laughs> one hour is not enough. <laughs> Who is this guy? Yeah, and, do I and, like him or do I hate and him? And said, for being invincible, he sure gets his ass kicked a lot. Yeah. Spoiler alert. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah. But let's face it, nobody listens to this fucking podcast anyway. <laughs> Uh, hats off to to the, the artists and all the animators yeah. because like, that's cool. Like, I mean, I I don't know. I've always been a big Spawn fan too, growing right. up. And Todd McFarlane, you know, kind of reminded me of that, that. Oh man, you know that. I would really like a remake of a, a Spawn show, and, and that would you know, that would be that would be that would kill. Right, I I think so too. Like a better movie than the one we got. Yeah. Although John Leguizamo was a really good fucking player. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. But I think he costs too much now because he's like a legit actor now. So oh, I don't know if he would do it. Yeah. Um, okay, like during during the lockdown, did you like did you pick up any new skills or you were an essential worker, right? So you had to keep going to work. I did. I had to keep working. Um, you know, I know it's a it's a it's a touchy subject. I mean, some people couldn't work, you know, and I really, I kind of wish I didn't have to work, honestly, right. but it was good to stay mobile. It was good to, you know, keep going. And, you know, I always, I always tell my son before I leave, uh, I'm going to go save the world, right? Because it's like <laughs> one alarm at a time, right? And security cameras and all that. But yeah, it, it, it's funny. Um, there's always something that might need being, uh, to be repaired. So it's, you know, one of those things where it's constant. It's a constant thing. It's a high right. demand to have security. So. I mean, it's it's awesome. Like you said, you know, that you got to work. A lot of people I know didn't. My son was out of work for a long time. But it was good for him in that he was getting more money being unemployed than he was making, you know, than, than he was when he was at his job. So he actually yeah. was able to save up some money and buy himself a vehicle. Wow. Which yeah, he, that, those, are, those are good notes, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, as a taxpayer, I think that's good. You know, I would I would imagine if I were in that position, it would be it would be something I would uh, endure as well and right. appreciate it for. So. I, I just I was one of the essentials. I was going into work all the time. There are other people in our area who you know somebody would come down with the virus and they'd be gone for two weeks, you know, for for quarantine, and they were getting paid for it. So it was basically like a paid vacation for them. Yeah, we never got that. Um, happening just you no. Know, even if somebody was like five feet away from us, and they, you know, oh well, you weren't really close to them, so you don't get to, you know, go home and all that. So like we wait, we made it through this whole freaking thing, you know, and pretty much over, I guess you could say, because everybody's getting their vaccines over there. Yeah. And so it's kind of sucks, you know, like I never got a paid vacation. Like some people got multiples. Yeah. But we never got that. Yeah. You know, I never got one either. Um. When I, I, I remember did having to come down with some sort of sickness and, uh, you know, we all had it for right. a, a lack of their words, well, lack of other words, but um, we didn't get compensated for it. You know, we had to work from home and there was always something to be done, paperwork or, right. you know, phone calls and keeping up with, you know, the monitoring and all that, that mess. So, yeah, I mean, I didn't get mine either. So. Rep- reparations, come on! <laughs> Get that right? COVID, COVID, COVID uh, reparations. COVID twenty twenty. Well, it did suck, dude. Yeah. Uh, what do you want to call it? Like twenty twenty. Like smart. COVID, COVID negs, <laughs> COVID negatives. So we're oh, we're man. COVID negs. We should get freaking extra stimulus because we were the ones supporting all these freaking. <laughs> oh man, you know, yeah, I'm on, I'm on board with you now. Um. Okay, so you're a musician. Right, you you musician. I musician. Ish. <laughs> um, 
when was the first time that you remember stepping out of your comfort zone to like, okay, I may not be ready for this, but I'm going to do it anyway. Oh man, that happens all the time. You know, um, the first initial thought I thought um, was with Seattle Rising, it was at a show and I, I do this a lot. Um, it, mostly drumming, right? I would, I would assume um, this was the impact it is for me, but I have this thing where I'll be playing and it'll be a part that I know I'm a little nervous about to play. It's happening. It's coming up and you need to focus. This is the moment, Aaron. This is where you're going to have to like literally like, like you work for this. <laughs> yeah. You, all of that time and effort is right here about to happen. And as I'm doing it, I'm like, I'm approaching it as I'm playing. I'm multi thinking of other things. Like I'm, <laughs> I'm literally like outside of my body looking at myself and seeing how I look doing it. And I don't know how I pull these things off. And sometimes I don't, you know, sometimes it's, it'll be a mistake, you know, and I always say, if I make a mistake, just smile, you know, just, right. okay. You know, it's all right. Blame it on the basis. But at the same time, <laughs> like it's the most nerve wracking thing, you know, and there was so many moments where I've stepped out and just watched myself. Now I get two people, one of them thinking about how I look and how, um, how nervous I look in all different aspects of ways. And then how, the other person playing the instrument is going to be pulling this off and, you know, being worried that he's going to have to hit this note and, and fall off the symbol like this, the way I've been practicing and right. such. And it's unreal on, on like this, the, the moment of how sometimes I pull it off and sometimes I don't. But at least you try. There's a lot of people who don't even step out there. Oh, you know what I mean, like, like I was, I was telling scuba when he was here, um, when I did Damon's roast, that was like a big, deal for me yeah because i'd never done anything like that no nope. i remember that you did very well well it was be, a very successful because roast. after a while i just said you know what fuck it like i really don't care like half, like over half these people don't know who the fuck i am right? That's the best so why should i care and that. and so you know i did do you know at first i was really nervous then i got into like i don't give a fuck whatever i'm gonna just tell some funny jokes or whatever and I remember seeing, you know, people's reactions and people were laughing and all that it made me feel great. And then all of a sudden, everything just came back. Like, I came back into myself. I was like, what the fuck am I doing? I'm like, okay, I'm done. And I still had, like, a page and a half of jokes that I was going to do. But that's oh, that night, I did wind up meeting a really pretty blonde girl who came up to me. <laughs> oh, well, then you must have said something. Yeah, so that was that was a lot of fun. So. Yeah. But, um. I thought you did great too. Well, I appreciate that. I approached you too, but I wasn't bald. <laughs> you know. Well, I mean, you might have had some blonde in, in your hair at the time. <laughs> but um, I don't know. It made me want to do other things because, like I said, I hadn't even got up on stage to do karaoke yet at that point. Um, so I think that was one of the things that helped me get over that because now I have no problems getting up that's, on the mic. That's amazing. That's a great thing. You know, even something like karaoke can help you overcome your fear of stage fright. And, and it really, and it really did. Confidence. And and having friends who, you know, are really such talented musicians and singers and artists and all this stuff, people who are like, you know what this, cause I'm very kind of a perfectionist when it comes to stuff. I don't want to let something out until it's absolutely ready. Yeah. yeah. But at the same time, like if you do that, you're never really gonna put anything out. That's true. So you need to just what it's not ready, it's not perfect, but it's done. Yeah. Let me just go ahead and put this out here and I'll take whatever critique I get and apply it to what I'm gonna do next. Correct. And you know, as a musician, that's there's a lot of that going on because not everybody has the time of day to 
you know, put all their ducks in a row and right. to really get everything aligned and be as perfect as you could. Because at the end of the day, you're your, your worst critic, right? right. Like, I know I am. I am. And I have become very humble with this, you know, flaws and errors that I've made through my years of playing. And you know what? I've found out that even if you do make a mistake, don't, you know, beat yourself up over it. You're just going to utilize that for right. your next attempt. How, how comfortable are you accepting compliments? Very. I love those. You know, I, I also take criticism also very good as a compliment in a, in a harsh, weird way because I use that also as energy and say, you know what? Did, did it take a while for you to get to that point? It did. It took a long time. You know, you just make me very upset, but now it made me really, you know, want to dissect it and figure out, well, how, why, you know, and then yeah, you know, at you know, the same time, like you cared enough to come up to me. Yeah. You know, and <laughs> you know? also it can almost be like getting a compliment can be an insult. If it's right. just the same compliment every single time, you're not trying to actually better them. You're just trying to get it off your chest that they understand, Hey, I am complimenting you. Right. You know, I don't want to hear, Hey, how was the show? And then they say like, Oh man, you did great. You know? And then like, that's it. Okay, yeah. You know, or whatever. And it's like, okay, thank you. But it's like, you know, where that's, did I make a mistake? So I can work that, on that. I have no problem being real with you. I've done it plenty of times. It's like, you sounded really good, except for those parts where you sucked. Yeah, <laughs> that's very true. And you know, I, w- I would have to and uh, I would go home again. and and and, <laughs> and cry about it for a few hours, or just a couple, you know, and drink a couple, and then you know, call mom and tell her I'm sorry. I failed you as a child. <laughs> but I would eventually come to my senses that you know what. I think I know which areas he was talking yeah. about. Um, you can actually pull that cable. There's like 18 feet of cable right there oh, that you can. Yeah, I'm like. You know, they're all, all tied up. Yeah, well, Sandra <laughs> likes everything all. She tried organizing; it didn't exactly work right. <laughs> so, as a musician, how did you deal with all the groupies? Oh, you know, they were just like flocking all over me. I couldn't breathe at one point. I noticed. You know, it was it was crazy. You know, and, I, and you're welcome for doing that. I'm I mean, I don't do that to just anybody. Yeah. <laughs> if we were friends on Facebook, it right. probably would happen. Be there throwing my freaking Jonas up at you and. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for doing that for me on the show, just to make me feel better. I always, <laughs> I always told Adrian, I always told Adrian like one of his shows. I'm gonna go front row center. <laughs> right. No. Well, that too. But I told him. I said I'm gonna. Everybody. I said I'm gonna. I'm gonna go up there and I'm gonna go front row center, and I'm gonna stare into your eyes while I slowly eat a banana. <laughs> you do. Somebody needs to record that because that's a million views, maybe on YouTube. Okay. <laughs> right. He probably Man. like it too. He probably. All right, guys. We're gonna. Put a pin in this one. We'll be right back. <laughs> Put him in. Uh, wash him in and bring him to my quarters. He's <laughs> like, I'm kidding. Don't wash him. Bring him in the back. <laughs> All right. So it's my experience that unless you're some kind of child prodigy, um, creative people have some kind of trauma that they deal with through their music or through their creative outlet, whatever. Do you find that that's true with you? Oh, I. I, I definitely agree. You know, I think everybody has their, you know, demons they're fighting or trauma that, you know, lingers within them. Um, everybody, I think, is fighting battles or battle. Um, and yeah, most definitely, I do. Um, do you find music like a kind of therapy? Definitely. Definitely a therapy in, in a lot of different ways, different variables of ways, different methods. Uh, 
as you know ingredients to other parts of your day i mean music i wouldn't i wouldn't be here today without music you know to be a part of it has right. been such a it's just it's under under it's underappreciated. It's underappreciated, and it's definitely it, it needs to be um, it needs to be shared more. And I think you know something, yeah. something along the lines of anybody who shows you new music, hold on to those people. Right. You know that's along those lines is really good too. Um, you ever watch that movie Soul? Soul was great. I love that movie. You know how when they when they, when he's talking about when you're playing and you get into the zone and your body yes. just kind of does its own thing and you're just it's kind of like a meditation, you know. Yes. And I love that visual, you know, of just mm-hmm. getting into a whole different world in your mind because you're just feeling the music. And, you know, I may not be a great musician, mm-hmm. but back in the day, I used to play guitar. Mm-hmm. And I remember, like, hitting that occasionally, mm-hmm. that one where I just, you know, kind of close my eyes and I'm just feeling it. Yeah. And then I open my eyes and it's like 30 minutes later and it's like, oh, what the heck just happened? Yeah, yeah. that realm of... You know, utopia, if you right? Will. Like it's totally, just, it's, it's almost everything. Yeah. yeah, it's just so. I don't know. Like I said, it, it's an incredible thing being a, a musician, because uh, music really is the lifeblood of the world. You know, and, and it's what holds us all together. I mean, you can play. You know, like I was ta- again ca- uh, calling back to my conversation with Scuba. You can have like I don't speak a lick of Spanish. But some of those songs, we know, I hear them. <laughs> we all know. I hear them and I feel it. And, you know, even though I don't understand what they're saying, like I feel the emotion behind the words and I'm just... It's right. It's a conversation. It is a language that we yeah. humans, I, I believe, all understand. Right. Yeah, because... Like, and, you know, we're, we're, we're allowed to and feel and, uh, you know, able. And I think that's beautiful. It's like I heard this, this song from a girl like in in Iceland or Sweden or some shit like that don't understand a lick of what she's saying but I can feel the music and I'm just like man like this is a really good song and I had to download it right then and there of course I didn't pay for it but <laughs> I'm not crazy <laughs> okay but what's the best concert you've been to as a fan okay wow that's another tough one you know I've been through many I've been through many shows in my life and you know I got to say, because I have some, I have some like favorite bands that I've been to those shows. But I think one that really took me was, oh, and that's it's this ironic. I went to a Breaking Benjamin show, yeah. right? And Breaking Benjamin is one of my top three favorite bands. Right. Like I, I love those guys. I like what they're doing, and um, they're a lot to follow behind it. And um, I think it relates to me a lot. And I think I have my own reasons for those things. But the best part was they didn't get to headline that show because. Ben was sick, right? Mm-hmm. And um, Godsmack had went on before them. And when Godsmack got off the stage, which they killed, uh, killed it. It was awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, I was just most excited to see my favorite band for the first time. Well, it was almost like an interception for the one of the best shows I've ever seen in my entire life. And I liked Godsmack as a fan, but Godsmack went back on stage and said, "Hey, we're sorry, but." These guys that you came to see are no longer going to be able to play, but if you like, we'll play for you, you know. And everybody just like was like a little sad. I could tell in the crowd, but then it was like, yeah, you know, everybody's like, let's yeah. do this. We're not ready to go home yet, right? And Godsmack goes up there, and they just they just like, like volcanoes and lightning and just they, yeah, I've seen rain, and they were just they're the most cool. They were the coolest, most 
entertaining show I have ever seen. And, and I was going to say, I've seen Godsmack a couple times. Um, of course, you know, it's, it's been at Concrete, so I'm sure it's, they put on better shows in other places, yeah. whatever. But even that show that I saw here was incredible. Yes. And I didn't know Sully could play drums like yes. that. That was another thing. He, he <laughs> got on the drums and, the, the you know, the, their original drummer at the same time. They're doing, like, this drum off, throwing yeah. sticks at each other. Yeah, the, 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 doing, like, yeah tossing the sticks at each other was so sick. Dude. And, I mean, <laughs> it's just the show was, like... It was just tenfold awesome, you know? Right. It was amazing. And then they did that for us. They were like, you know, and I, I don't know. If anybody there that wasn't a Godsmack fan, um, you were you were a Godsmack fan that day. Um, like, I remember one of the best concerts I've seen was in this moment for the first time, because um, I had never heard of them. And then all of a sudden, you know, um, we're, we're, I'm at the show, and I'm like, yeah, this band's coming on in this moment. And, and Adrian's oh, yeah, this girl can – can scream and this and that. I was like, okay, there's more to, to music than just screaming. And then I got up and I saw, or, you know, I, they, they got up there and started playing and she started singing and the whole stage performance and the, the whole spectacle of it all was just incredible. And I was literally, dude, standing in one spot with my jaw dropped, just <laughs> like, holy shit. Like, and, and I went and I bought the album, one of the few albums I paid cash for. <laughs> and I bought the album and I listened to it and I was just like, holy shit, like there's a lot more music than what I'm aware of. Oh yeah. And and even though I'm I'm very open minded about my music, well except for country, like fuck country. Oh, come on. <laughs> but uh um, you know, going to a country show <laughs> might also change you on, on those beliefs. Well, I mean I do have earplugs now, so <laughs> <laughs> But I mean there there is I'm not gonna lie, there is some good country out there. But for the most part, you know, there's a lot of stuff that it's just, I don't know, it's just not my cup of tea. Mainly just because I don't like huge pieces of shit in my tea, you know, but that's. <laughs> okay, but can you actually go to a show and enjoy the show as a fan rather than as a musician looking and breaking down and dissecting what they're doing and all that? Can, can you separate that? Oh, yeah. I mean. I mean, if anything, you're always taking notes, you know. I mean, people, we do that with each other locally here, you know. It could be a, a top favorite band or, you know, your buddies down the street, you know. And you're always wanting to encourage, you always want to critique, and you always, you know, I don't know. It's best to share your knowledge and, and try not to be so minimal about it, you know, because right. I think everybody grows in that aspect. So who is your favorite band right now? My favorite band right now? Um, that's a tough one, man. Like, I know like, it always, and I know it so always changes. <laughs> it always changes for me, you know, like, like these guys are my favorite band. These guys are my favorite band right now. I can guarantee you though, my tastes are pretty much all the same. You know, yeah. when you break it down to it, it's just, you know, how does the music make me feel? And that's yeah. all. Well, it, you know, and this is probably going to come at you left, you know, from the left side of the field but i think right now i've been listening to a lot of believe it or not ron wave like he's a like r&b artist and like i don't know i listen to i listen to almost everything you know or well, r&b yeah i mean i know but talk about like his feels and like right like, like where i'm feeling right now in my life um a lot of it can be just kind of nostalgic it's mm -hmm. up and down and kind of all left and right too, even. But right. I mean, uh, he uh, he's like, you know, it was introduced to me. I was listening to him. He's just real, you know. And I right. like the realness of it. Um, Sandra actually introduced me to uh, K-pop. Okay. And there's this group in there called Blackpink. Okay. That you know, it's four girls, 
uh, young. They're all in their 20s. Um, beautiful young girls, skinny as hell. What, what genre? I'm, I'm pop. It's, it's pop. K-pop. Okay. Korean. <laughs> you know? oh, well, yeah. And, it, and it's, it's uh, um, I don't know how to explain it. It's just a kind of like dance music, whatever. And it's, I, I hear it because they're all really good singers, you know. And, like, there's one girl that her thing is rap. So I've never heard rap in a different language before, especially Korean. And to hear her rap in Korean, I'm like, this is fucking dope. You know I mean? <laughs> yeah, you know, being introduced to something like that. I mean, because I mean, it's different, you know, and sometimes um, different is good. Right. So I took a deep dive in all their uh, music and shit. So basically I have like all their shit downloaded. Now. <laughs> like, you, you know, you asked me about Blackpink. I know some shit about Blackpink. So. <laughs> Oh, um, in um, a t-shirt, <laughs> right? Shit, me, me wearing it, it'd have to be like a two X at least. <laughs> uh, cheers, man. Hey, cheers, bud. Uh, what's what's your drink of choice? Like, I'm a bourbon and coke guy myself. You know, um, I've been drinking a lot of wine lately. I'm a, I'm a red wine uh, connoisseur. Wine-o. I don't know. You're a wino. <laughs> it's my it's my go-to right now. You know, if, I mean, of course, I'll have a beer with the boys. You know, yeah, there's nothing. Hey, you know what? Wine, people don't realize wine packs a whole different buzz oh, yeah. than than liquor or or you know beer or whatever like that. It's, like the, I don't know. It, it it grasped me a long time ago, and the enzymes are doing something. I don't know what it is, but <laughs> it feels good. It, it's my go-to. I'm not so much a white wine drinker. Right. I mean, honestly, if I prefer the red only, uh, always. <laughs> But I, I do like the occasional beer with my friends and my bros. You know, I'm a Hopadillo fan. You know, those are just really heavy also. So my default in that beer would be Miller Lite. But, yeah, I don't used to – I used to drink a lot of whiskey and Coke. But now, actually, I think I'm getting just older. And I'm yeah. just like, like whiskey on the rocks, you know, oh, a splash of water. Just well, like you got to get, you know? get those ice trays like I got, man, if you're going to be Dude, drinking. I'm, I'm Amazoning <laughs> them tonight. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, man. Like I found out the, those ice cubes, like really, you know, they make the drink cold, but you can really kind of sip on it, you know, and it gives just enough water to where you can enjoy it on your. Exactly. I I, I I don't know. I I just prefer even like the scotch that I got there. I prefer with Coke. That's yeah. just me. You know, and I, I can't go wrong with that too. I, of course, I'm going to say yesterday it's been like months, you know, but I prefer not to do that. But occasionally, I will spoil myself. Yeah. So. My 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 beer of choice, of course, is Shiner. I'm I'm su- I'm a big supporter of Texas. Like if I'm gonna drink yeah. Texas, or if I'm gonna drink wine, I'm gonna drink Texas wine. If I'm gonna drink, you yeah. know, um, or if I have a choice, whatever, I'm gonna get Texas bourbon, or I'm gonna get you know Texas whiskey or Texas vodka. You know, I want to support as much as I can, even when I I get my uh, uh, honey. I want Texas honey. Yeah, I exactly. want, that's, I want... It's just way better for you if it's local too. Right, you know, and and I just. You know, I'm I'm very proud to be from Texas. You know, I've been to other states and I've I've lived in other states, but there's really nothing like te- Texas has everything. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you know, you want mountains, we got mountains. You want fucking, <laughs> you want deserts, we got fucking deserts. Right. It's you no, know? It's, it's no yeah, problem. I mean, you can drive 12 hours and still be in Texas. Yeah. That's how oh, yeah. badass Texas, Texas is. You know what I mean? Like, I really so, I'm really proud of this state. And, and and you know there there's a whole thing right now for, to uh, uh, get Texas to secede from the U.S. You know what I say, do it. You know we're going to talk about political things, but if Texas can do it, and you're in Texas, 
be proud that it can be done. You know, I, I will, only Texas can do yeah, that. Yeah, I would love to do see. It. You know what? I'm a citizen of Texas. Yes. <laughs> don't mess with it. God bless. I mean, I'm not again. I'm not going anything political. Yeah, I'm right. a, I'm a no, it's not a, a thing to talk about. Yeah. You know? I'm not going to have anybody sore about it. Well, let me ask you a throwback question. Were you the nerdy kid in school or the cool kid in school? I was definitely a little bit on the nerd side. I was a goofball. I was more of the class clown. I was not the cool kid. I hated you guys. I always wanted to be the class clown. I never did it. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm hilarious now. Yeah. Oh, dude. But I had to work at it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Your comedy show, you know, host, uh, what is it? Uh, a roaster host, right? right. So, yeah, I you're on your ro- way. I'm the roast master. <laughs> yeah, man. You are pretty funny, though, honestly. Yeah, I am. Funny, but, <laughs> you, you haven't seen me make it. Or have you? <laughs> one I don't man, know. One is <laughs> Little tortilla boy. <laughs> But yeah, okay. Get down! (laughs) More of the excitement. Get down again! (laughs) (laughs) That dude was so fucking good. Um, Okay. As somebody who was nerdy in school, I had a hard time talking to girls that I'm attracted to. Mm -hmm. Was that ever an issue for you? Very. Yeah, I didn't didn't get my first kiss until I was a freshman. High school. Yeah. I mean, like, a, you know, real kiss, anyway. <laughs> uh, but, you know, I had braces and, you know, yeah. I was really skinny and just scrawny and um, didn't know what to say. You know, I was the oldest in my family. I mean, it's a long story, but yeah, I was the oldest in my family and I didn't have anybody to really teach me those things. I kind of just figured all of them out on my own. Yeah. You know, throughout the years. So, was it difficult growing up in your family, like being uh, the oldest? A little bit, you know. It was a lot of it was a lot of growing pains in our family, you know. For a while there, I was the oldest of five, you know. Turned turned twenty one or eighteen, I believe. Yep, eighteen, and I found out I wasn't the oldest. And oh, wow. then we <laughs> two years later reunited. Oh, actually, it was it was that year. I'm I'm all over the place. There's so much going on in my head right now, thinking about all that. But yeah, um, you know, now we all know each other now, and right. it's just this large family and. You know, um, I'm blessed to have such a cool, diverse, um, you know, sibling family life. That's awesome, man. I wish I was closer with my brothers, but we're so hard-headed, you know, that, like, we're we're good from afar, but you you put us in the same room, eventually we'll start fighting. You know, I think that's that's a lot of people, a lot of people (laughs) have that. I think that's one of the reasons why I'm so close to my friends, because my friends are pretty much my surrogate family, you know, especially after what happened you know, with the whole ex situation, you know, mm-hmm. I really didn't have anybody to lean on. So my friends were the ones like you guys, you know, welcoming me into the circle the way you all did. It was I, that that helped a lot. You know what I mean, and I had a bunch of examples of, of not only good, um, you know, musicians or whatever like that, but of just good people yeah. that, that I had to look up to. Like, I, you know, I. For you, it was, you know, people gravitated towards you because you were so friendly and you were so, like, welcoming. It's like, I wanted that. Then I also wanted to be a great singer, like, you know, Damon and Adrian. And, you know, Pete was always so, you know, just technical and all this. And and then there's so many pieces I was, you know, just absorbing from everybody and trying to incorporate everything into myself so I could be 
part of that so I could hold my own as far as, you know, contributing. You know, what one of the one of the things that I always wanted to that I always wanted and it, it never really it did happen, but not as much as I wanted it to, but to where people would be like, you know, call me up and say, Hey, I'm having a get together. I want you to come. You yeah. know? So that that didn't happen too often. And when it did, I always tried to make an effort to make sure that I was there. Because if I was to ever have a thing, yeah. if I invited you guys, I wanted to make sure that you all were going to come. Yeah. As I can tell people, you can't keep putting, you can't keep taking out of an account. You have to put something in yeah. in order to get something out. Yeah. So if I don't, you know, contribute anything to y'all's lives, what 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 good am I? You know, you know so, you've grown tremendously since that time we first met. You're talking about my weight, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> My eyes are up here. You said you were going to bring that up. <laughs> but have you ever, okay, going back to the, the, the talking to girls question. Yeah. Uh, what was your, like when you did talk to girls, what was your pickup style? Oh, man, I didn't have no style. <laughs> I was not good at that. I mean, I, I didn't really have all that going on. You know, I mean, a lot of my, even my closest friends didn't have that going on. For themselves, you know, it was only a, a, a small few, and <laughs> I, I didn't, you know, and even when I did, I, it was just always an awkward moment. Where <laughs> I, I remember one time I was trying to ask this girl to be my girlfriend, and uh, we were, it was in, uh, we were, I was on the drum line, so it was like an earlier sophomore year, and I, I was trying to ask her because I finally get her alone after a game, and we're all mm-hmm. like this um, color guard girl, and. I'm asking her, her dad behind me, waiting for me. I had no idea he was there. He's like, son, just ask her. She, I, I, didn't know, I, didn't know, I didn't even know he was there. And like, you know, she's looking at him, looking at me, but I don't know what she was looking at. I just was trying, you know, to ask her out. Well, she said yes, but then she didn't follow through with it the next couple of days. So. Oh, so y'all never officially broke up then, huh? So we're still together. <laughs> so <laughs> it's know, my longest relationship. I, I, I really didn't have it. Like, I, I, you know, I, I didn't really grasp my dating skills until I, like, hit college. Really? Yeah, honestly. You know, for, for me, honest, well, I I had a hard time speaking to girls that I was really attracted to. But um, for some reason, I never had it because I knew Sandra in high school, right? That's, that's where we met. I didn't have a problem talking to her, even though she's, you know one of the most beautiful women that I've been with. I like, I saw her walked into class and I see this beautiful girl. She's there. She's crying. And all I could think of was I need to do something. So I didn't even talk. I've never spoken. I don't even remember seeing her at the time. So I go up and I grab her hand and she looks at me like, what are you doing? I'm like, just squeeze it. Just get out whatever you need to get out, whatever. So she squeezes my hand and she's like, oh, like that. And then, you know, we start talking. And then next thing you know, we're swapping spit. And almost, oh, <laughs> I, that. That was, I mean, it wasn't in the same day. She's giving you the cliffs. No, bipolar, <laughs> run. Right? No, just, but yeah, so, wrong with me, bipolar. I'm just, I'm just, <laughs> just <goofing>. Yeah, <laughs> even the earth is bipolar. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, okay. so like, she was, you know. I never had her. She's always been so easy to talk to, even still. Well, unless she's mad. But then I just, you know, stand back and throw chocolate at her. So. 
There's a box with the stick holding it up. <laughs> I got her. Somebody called the judge. <laughs> uh, which is funny because, you know, when Scuba was here, I never brought up the fact that Scuba was the one who actually married us. That's right. You know what I mean? So it's like. Yeah, he's married a lot of our friends. Yeah, so it's, it's so. Weird. like four. No shit. Couples, yeah. At the same time, that's weird. Oh. <laughs> um, do you think it's all right when girls hit on the guy? Yeah, definitely. You know, every man and every woman in you know both cases here, uh, it's 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 a good thing to encourage men, give them confidence. You know, um, they gain a lot when a woman compliments a man. Yeah. You know, and I think I think it should be yeah regulated. I'm always I'm always thrown when a girl comes up to me. And yeah. Like and she. So, and she and, and when she's very upfront about it too, like I remember I was at a, a club Luna, I was getting off the dance floor and we were walking down to go get a drink. And as I'm walking by one of the openings to the dance floor, all of a sudden I just feel freaking <laughs> cool like that. And this girl pulls me in and she's like, uh, she goes and she kisses me and then she goes dance with me. You know, okay, this chick was hot, you know. So we're dancing, this and you know, having a great time and everything. Beautiful young thing, like real. Kind of, she looked Hawaiian. You know what I mean? Like long black hair, kind of tan skin, whatever, real nice figure. And never seen her before. And then, you know, we're dancing, having a great time. Afterwards, you know, making out and all this shit. <laughs> I didn't even know her name at the time. <laughs> and then. You don't mess around, do you? But then after that, you know, we, we kind of dated for about a couple of months. And then after, it just kind of fizzled out, you know, but. You know, when a girl talks to me, it makes me feel good. But at the same time, if she comes on too aggressive, it weirds me out. Well, that might be fair. You know, too much, too much, too much of anything. You know. I mean, it has obviously hasn't happened lately. (laughs) Well, after you know, Sandra scares them all off. (laughs) No, I think it's a good thing. Not not that I'm saying that, babe. Not that I'm saying it happened. (laughs) I love you. You're the only one for me. (laughs) Your fingers crossed. <laughs> I see to come in here. She's listening over there. She's gonna come in here with a sword. No mercy. Right. Um, when you're with somebody though, like, what's your ideal, um, like, in, on a scale one to one hundred of together time to alone time? Like, from you know, for some people, it's like an eighty twenty, maybe seventy thirty. Like, seventy percent they need to be alone, and then eighty percent they need to be with their or you know. Seventy percent, and then thirty percent. I mean, if they're, I don't know. I guess it depends on levels of being together. I think you know, making that strong commitment of you know, marriage, life, and death. I mean, yes, you can definitely put a span on which time frame. You know, eighty twenty would be. I would think in your marriage life, probably even less of that eighty percent. I think if you're married. You know, 70-30. Why? Because you're going to be more with that person throughout their lifetime. I would think it's fair to give it some time off because when you reunite, it's more, I don't know, impactful, meaningful. But if you're like barely seeing each other, you're dating, I mean, even then, both people need space, you know? So, of course, we can drastically bring that number back up to like... You know, back to eighty twenty, or even more than that, if you like. But I think, in my my opinion, if you're married, um, 
it doesn't have to be full time. He's going to get irritated with that right. person. You know, you got to well, have some and, and see, that's the thing. Like Sandra, sometimes would be like, "Dave, I need to be alone." You know, okay, cool. Yeah. So I come in the game room and just chill for a bit, or I'll go in my room and you know chill for a bit or whatever, and I give her her space. But sometimes, you know, she'll be like. I want to be near you. Just don't fucking touch me. Don't talk to me or nothing yeah. like that. I just want your presence there, and I respect that. But then there's sometimes I can't help, but, you know, the freaking asshole and he's just kind of yeah. tickling her and all this. And, you know, she gets mad and whatever, and I'm just like, I'm sorry. It's just part of my personality. <laughs> <laughs> if you're here, I'm going to mess with you. Right. You know, yeah. this is one of the things, like, I see her foot, and I'm going to try to take her. It's just <laughs> No, but I, I I I think space is good. Actually, you know, too much of too much of anything. Again, I mean, even if you love them to death, I mean, you just want to be around them twenty four seven. You know, give it some space. Yeah. You know, if if it's that crazy, I mean, go go eighty five fifteen. Yeah, you know? I mean, and again, like I said, anytime she's been like, babe, you know, I'm gonna go have drinks with the girls, or can go have fun. You know, here's the credit card. You know, have you know. Buy a, few, buy a few rounds for them, you know? Like, I don't have a problem, you know, when she needs to be alone, go do Like, people should have lives outside of the relationship, you know? Or else, what are you all going to talk about? You know, you just, I'm not saying you eventually run out of things to talk about because you can always develop new things to talk about. But, you know, I think just in general, humans can't be, you know, claustrophobic in their relationship, right. you know, or be forced to how that feels. I'm, I'm glad that she kind of took an, an interest in what I'm doing here. You know, like she's been on the pod a couple times and, and um, talked to people with me, you know, so that's kind of cool. But at the same time, she's like, that's your thing. You know, this is what you're doing. But, you know, she she she's there if, if I need her. So I think that's kind of cool. That's really good. Have you ever, have you ever, um, lost a uh, friendship because of somebody you're dating? Um, like they tell you, like, I don't want you friends with that other person or whatever. You know, I have, uh, it was one of my first, it was one of my first, it was my first actual girlfriend in my freshman year, like my first kiss and everything. Um, yeah, I did have, we lost, I lost friendship over uh, one of my best friends at that time because she decided to date him and that just tore us apart. And even today, we both, I guess, just have this small grudge towards each other. So, yeah. yeah that's Is it because, like, your tongues met in her mouth? Yeah. That's exactly <laughs> what it is. It was, you know, it was bro code. You know? <laughs> I don't have any grudges. I'm not crying. Um, <laughs> that's funny, dude. <laughs> it's, yes, that has happened. <laughs> it's a very errand. Crying. <laughs> Crying there, but at the same time, yeah. they're surrounded by all these fucking groupies with hard nipples. <laughs> with the Batman, nipples. just the Batman suit. They're just Batman nipples. Uh, how's your relationship with social media? Um, I have a love hate relationship with it. Yeah. Um, I find myself not, not wanting to be on it as much, but then I'm on it. Right, and then I, I hate that because I think I think you kind of have to be if you want to keep up with your friends. Like, you know, especially tough. for yeah, us having friends who are musicians and all that. It's stuff. a good way to stay communicated, you know, connected with others. You know, I get it, but too much of it, I think, at this at our life now and our lifetime, it's like it consumes you too much, and it's right. easy to just say yes a little bit longer and um, oh, oh yes to that and yes to that, you know. 
and judgy and then you know you, you kind of just sit there and you, it just musters inside of you and just like you know i don't know i, I don't think it's the guy, best for you so it says the guy making the funny videos on snap oh my god <laughs> I, I've, I've tried to slack off with that but it's hard when you have a, uh, a co-worker who's absolutely hilarious so like jay? yeah jay, <laughs> like what was that Chongo one and I, we, we have episodes all the time they're good they're bad they're i like that one earlier did you know if you bite your bottom lip <laughs> yeah. dude, that shit bro, cracked I've, me up dude. i've never laughed so hard you know sometimes with, with anybody and it's like oh, they're working like how does that happen so i think that it's really cool to have that relationship dude uh, do you have I, do you have a favorite joke um yeah uh, it's uh, i'm not gay but Twenty dollars is twenty dollars. <laughs> Dude, my favorite are, are like dad jokes. You know those jokes that are so bad that they just make you like, like you laugh, but then you're like, oh, why the fuck did I laugh? Yeah, I it's know. so stupid. Oh, I relieved myself. Like, like uh, this, I gave it away. This one girl at work, right? Um, she was talking to you know mutual friend of ours. So I walk up to her and I was like, and she's cool as fuck. You know what I mean? Like she's real quick, right? So I walk up to her. I was like, hey, uh, Monica. She goes, what's up? Did you hear that one of our coworkers is possessed by an owl? And the other guy goes, who? And we both look at him like. <laughs> and, and, dude, she didn't miss a beat. No, maybe, like, we, didn't, we didn't rehearse that or nothing. Just. <laughs> you know, he's dropping. Who? And he oh, just like me. As soon as he realized what he said, he just kind of rolled his eyes like, and walked oh, off. God, so <laughs> like you guys, you guys are so dumb. <laughs> okay, uh, is there a trait that you dislike in yourself? A trait I dislike in myself. Yeah, I can. I I can. I want things too neat sometimes. You know, I think like, well, is that just a pet peeve? Or, or, I mean, what's that? I okay, I guess a trait. So I think about something you're good at, right? So I'm good at like, as I work, to have it clean as I work, right? right. Whereas I've had a lot of people that work with me. So you're kind of trained. a perfectionist. And a little bit, you know, and there's only a few things that make me upset. And sometimes they're the little things, you know, <laughs> it's just like, like when you open something and you, you know, it's all flying around and you go install it, it's like spying around you know just right. put it all back and then just take what you need you know i don't know i that's a, that's just one of those pet peeves i have you know it's, it's clean up as you go right like, that way it's less to clean up at the very end for me it's um how sexy i am it's really <laughs> difficult you know oh, you're not, not 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 for me but for other people oh, oh. yeah <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, I wish. Right after, like, I, why can't I be rich instead of good looking? Oh. <laughs> you know, you, you can be good looking if you're rich. Um, what, okay, what's a subject, and everybody has one, that you're so passionate about that if you overheard somebody having a conversation about that subject, but they were wrong, that you would butt into that conversation and be like, you know what, hold on, I'll, I'll take it from here. Like, Wow, that's a good one, too. Batman you know, versus Superman. You know, I, I was gonna go comic there in a way, but uh, I, I'm gonna straight serious. For me, I think I think there's people who think you know they're in a um, a relationship with you know their baby mama or their baby daddy, right? And they're just I just I just can't 
you know, take him to court, right? Can't have, you know, him involved or anything like that. I think it's, I, I get passionate because I'm one of those fathers who would went above and beyond to have my daughter in my life from a mother that didn't really care if I was there or not. And right. this was like, you know, over 26,000 miles away. And right. it's like really important to me. And I've seen what you've done, you know, taking the flights and making sure to time off and, I invite you, Aaron, let's go do blah, blah, blah. I can't. I'm saving money to go see my kid. Yes. You know, and you set certain boundaries. Yeah. And you're you're like, I don't care what you say. You're going to respect his boundary because my kid is that important to me. Yeah. And that's one of the things I've always admired about you. Thank you. You know, I was, I was one of those dads that um, on both sides of the family didn't really, on my side, for example, didn't believe it was my child or our child. Right. And they weren't there to support me because they didn't really care for that um, other person. And vice versa, their family lived in such a far state that when we would get in arguments and even during the birth, she would leave. And it was like that was the beginning of a life, lifelong journey for myself. And that was coming from somebody who did it all from scratch, you know, didn't right. have an attorney said, you know, didn't have the money to get an attorney, didn't have any, even when I got the attorney uh, that would save up so much for, it wasn't, I didn't have permission, you know, I needed to go to, you know, uh, boundaries way above where I was at to, to even succeed having access to what I believe was right. Right, take notes, people. Like, yeah, it is anybody can do it, you know. It is possible. It's a beautiful thing, and I get passionate about hearing somebody where they can't do that because they have an excuse or whatever the excuse is. I don't think um, there's, not a, there's not a bigger excuse other than yourself, you know, right. getting Just yourself being, up there and, yeah. and uh, pushing yourself. So. Um, okay, let me kind of switch things up a bit. And Batman won. <laughs> 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 okay, let's switch. <laughs> so he only won because he had preparation yeah, time. What was that? What was that? That thing on Facebook? Who who would win, uh, Batman or the kid from Home Alone? If they both had prep time. <laughs> okay. Well, you manage your time right. You can buy time. Right. <laughs> if I could turn back time. Okay. Who would you invite to your dream dinner party? Keanu Reeves. <laughs> You're so quick with that. Yeah, dude, he's so cool. He's such a cool dude. Uh, yeah, I, I, I've I heard. I, I mean, from what we all understand, anyway. I've heard. I've heard the stories about him. He seems like a cool dude, yeah. and he rides a motorcycle too, so that's awesome. Yeah, he's cool. <laughs> What's your go-to karaoke song? Sad but true by Metallica. You, you know what's funny? Your, songs on you bring that up. I just just watching a video of you singing that song. Woo! Rising. I I loved it that they asked me to do that. You know, I'm yeah. very honored to do that. You know, it made it made it made me feel the ultimate rock star status that I, I believe I've ever really. Felt, and it was you know? funny because there's one part where you're just like rocking out, and all of a sudden you go like that, and you go like that, and right when you go like that. The drummer hit the cymbal. I was yeah. like, he's still fucking drumming. <laughs> oh, he's up there singing, but he's still mentally still fucking drumming. Oh man, that was that was that was an honorable moment. Yeah, it was it was really fucking go to song. And I I didn't realize that they were gonna do that. And then when you got up there and to see the response of the crowd to you, I was all like, fuck yes, <laughs> dude, that was righteous. <laughs> it was so cool. Thank you everybody who was there and for the people who allowed me to do that. Thank you. Okay, who really inspired? Fires Aaron. 
<sighs> Besides me, of course. Can't say you're in Rogers is out of proportion. <laughs> um, well, why not? You know, well, I mean, in a way, I guess, to be honest, I, I, I say Aaron Rodgers, but, like, before, I mean, it's football-related, I get that, you know, but as a child, um, Brett Favre, you know, he was, like, this guy who threw, threw the ball. And go, Pat, go. I saw him <laughs> when I was 13 years old, right, and it just changed my life. I saw him in the snows, blistering cold and frozen tundra there in, in Green Bay, and, you know, I had never been to a game. I never even really cared so much for the Packers, but my mom clearly did, and, you know, they were just, my family was so Say, I lived in Wisconsin deep for a while. into it. You know, yeah, that's right. We did talk about that one time. It, it just, you know, it was too cold for me. Yeah, it was so, way I'm not saying I had an option to live there, but we go to visit because there's family there. Dude, after, when it hit 20 below, Ugh. I was right back there. I drove 24 hours with my brother. I was right back here. I said, man, thank God for fucking Texas. Man. I mean, the way Brent Favre, though, would throw that ball in the snow like a cannon and still be able to run around and do the things Dude, just he did. Be able to, a superhero. Just be able to grip the ball. Have you ever tried grabbing something no, when your hands are cold? When your no hands are cold? gloves. Hurt, I'm going to say imperfect, but the things he was, the things he was doing. It's incredible, agile, yeah. And the ratio numbers he was hitting on percentage it's incredible like, athlete. Uh, unbelievable. And for him to be doing it as long as he did. Yeah. You know, I want to dissect that also just looked and went down that rabbit hole of, wow, like that gladiator down there right. doing all this cool stuff. That inspired me. You yeah. know, that was an inspiration for me. You know so I see, mean? I mean, why not? I mean, yeah, because you're right. Thinking about it. There, there's, there's a lot of people who inspire me. My friends inspire me. My, my wife inspires me. You know, there's... Um, YouTubers, you know, who well, inspire yeah. me. That's what I it was mean, a tough just, question. Yeah, I mean. I mean Evan Lott inspires me. You inspire me? I mean, come on. Look at this. This is great. <laughs> you can just, you know, you want something and you put your mind to it. Yeah, I mean, because, again, you know, once I moved out of that house, I started with nothing. Just clothes I had on my back. Whatever I could fit into that little-ass car that I was driving. Yeah. And I built it into this, you know. So it's, it's I'm not saying this is such a. Fancy house, but it's mine. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. So I'm very proud of what I did for myself. You know, like I, I did a lot compared to the way other people are. That I'm not going to name names, but she knows who she is. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing really good. <laughs> yes, you are. Yes, you are. Um, how are you with saying no to things? Um, I'm not good at it, honestly. And, and don't get the wrong picture here, but I'm, I'm a nice guy, right? So I find myself with customers a lot. You know, hey, you know, I can be pressured for time. And I know it's going to, you know, really kick me in the ass from having to be from one side of town to the other and make another customer upset. But if they need something done or, well, just a little bit longer, can you, you know, it's just saying no is hard for me. You know, it's hard for my son and I. Um, but I'm getting better at that because I'm realizing aftermath of, right. of, of construction and destruction with him. So. Yeah, it's it's always it's always a trade off. Yeah. So no, no, I I'm still working on more no's in my life. As I'm getting older, it's becoming easier because I'm you know starting to get frustrated. With it. And we're back. <sighs> Special guest in the house, Elizabeth Rose. Hello. My BFF. And that means best female friend. Yep, best female friend. Along with Mexican Momoa. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> She's still big, though. <laughs> <laughs> you your eyebrow. Feel good. You know, I, I would, because, I mean, actually, it is for the Halloween, right? Mm. But I see too many people doing it, and I was like, no. 
I am not going to jump on that. No, no. So you know who I would jump on? I, who? Like, pick a number. <laughs> Meg Ryan. <laughs> Meg Ryan. Yes! <laughs> Meg Ryan. I haven't heard that name in fucking forever. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> Speaking of coming. <laughs> this has been a great podcast. See do do you believe in ghosts or aliens? I do. I do believe in both. Yeah. I believe that there are aliens out there. You know, whether there are even ourselves out there. You know, but there is something out there. I do believe that. I also believe that in the ghost atmosphere, way about things and thoughts. Um, I think there's a whole lot we don't know. So, says the guy with the dark side. I know. I saw. That. I was looking at that. <laughs> yeah. As Kuba says, I am a junior member. <laughs> yeah. It's like I thought you were going to talk about my junior member. <laughs> a lord in waiting. Um, have you have it? Have you had any paranormal experiences? Uh, very little. I've had a couple. Yeah. What were they? Um, no. Just <laughs> it was a. It said it was. Uh, it was a, a succubus, and you she know, was sucking on my bus. I would, say, I would say they were pretty typical. You know, I'm I'm in my room. Uh, oh, this is paranormal. Yes. So I was in my room, and I could I could have sworn for many years um, that. There's a little girl that lives there, and I don't know if it was my subconscious or it was something that I'm telling myself. Um, but after I saw it a few times and in my peripheral vision and moving, and like I, I don't know, I'm not saying I did see her or I didn't see her, but I saw something and my mind put together a little girl. You know, I used to call those peepers. Yeah, and I, I've learned peep at you. I, you know what? And they do. Mm-hmm. It's the most awkward moments, right? Yeah. But. I've learned a long time ago, even when I was a kid, to help me fight my production. Well, with killer clowns from outer space. That was one of the worst movies for, you know, an eight-year-old or what have you. And it scared me for life, almost, for clowns. And maybe that's also why I like that. So, so, you're so, but, but, so at first, you were identifying as a little girl, but then the clown scared you straight? You can't. <laughs> no, not at all. You know, I, I just learned a long time ago during those killer clown uh, moments to fight my fear was to, if I saw something, to ignore it. Yeah. Because, and then, you know, discovered down the road, you know, if you encourage that fear and encourage that whatever that energy entity that is, that it, 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 it's consumed in, or it consumes you inside of that. One of, one of my favorite, favorite scenes from that movie was when that guy they're they're trying to get away from the clown and the guy opens up the thing and he's like another door <laughs> another door another door <laughs> so, it's such incredible acting dude I, I there's such incredible acting I'm surprised that they got passed up for the Oscar time oh, and time again. Yeah. They say it was funny. I saw I saw actually I saw it a year and a half ago, two years ago. Since I was a child, right? That's what, you know, I'm probably exaggerating. Or not, not enough, not enough. If I was like three or four years ago, right? For the first time since I was right. seven, eight years old. And then, you know, it was a comedy, right? <laughs> and I'm watching it and I'm not really laughing at this movie because I'm actually very thinking, anxious. I remember these moments. And it was like kind of scary, but I'm trying to laugh like This is so ridiculous, guys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's so funny. Yeah. <laughs> like for me, like I said, it was poltergeist. 
because my mom actually bought us one of those clown Ooh. thing with the mm-hmm. long arms and all that shit. Oh, yeah. And um, one time, my brothers and I, because at night we swore that thing was fucking moving. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. it would show up in one spot, and none of us would remember putting it in. So my grandfather, <laughs> my grandfather had built a, a this chair, and my mom got mad at us because we tied the clown to the chair. Like you know, it was getting interrogated. You know, like arms behind the back and all that shit. Each leg tied to a freaking. Help him himself. Mom, did you do this? <laughs> okay. Um. I don't know. Like I said, shit like that was just fucking weird. I remember seeing a ball of light in the sky one time, and I don't know if that was alien or paranormal, whatever. I remember seeing um, years, I think it was when I turned 18, I looked up in the sky and I saw, like, you know how, like, when fireworks go off and sometimes they're, they're falling down like that and you can see the way it sparkles and everything yeah. like before it goes out. Yeah. Okay, imagine that, but like green and red and all that, but in the shape of a dragon, like one of the Japanese dragons, yeah. but it flying through the air like that. Yeah. I saw that in the sky wow. before it went behind a cloud and it just disappeared. Wow. But I saw it at night. It looked, I, I call it the Technicolor dragon mm-hmm. that I remember seeing when I was a kid, but I saw a fucking dragon in the sky. So it's like, okay, how did that happen, first off? And secondly, if you look at history as a whole, uh, that's what she said. Uh, <laughs> there's there's countries all over the world, you know, from Scotland all the way to Mexico, that have depictions of dragons that are all fundamentally the same. What the fuck are they talking about? Because even if you'd want to say, okay, those are dinosaurs... Dinosaurs were still separated from men by millions of years, mm-hmm. supposedly. What? How is that? There's no way that these people could communicate with each other in different continents, in different, you know, just however you yeah. want to say. There's no way they could communicate to say, okay, hey, guys, this is what a dragon is right there. Carve that on your fucking wall. Like, how would they do that? You're, yeah. you're just talking, like, historically, though, right? Right. Because I was thinking, like, talking about aliens, like, the whole crop circle Hoax thing that like pops up all over the world and <laughs> yeah, it's like this like one of super massive coordinated event like <laughs> like those, those you know, there'd be farmers glasses <laughs> there'd be farmers out there in the, and but see what's cool about those two is they have to precisely put those freaking circles out yeah. there mm-hmm. and how do they know exactly where to put it to where everything is pinpoint accurate mm-hmm. and just like with the Nazca lines. How do they know if you can only see it from space? How do they know how to put those monkey figures and all that, mm-hmm. carve it into the ground if you could only see it from the fucking sky? Yeah, they didn't have technology back then, you know, supposedly. So, where the fuck did that come from? Yeah. So, all that's very, you know, I'm actually skeptical because <laughs> it's, it's actually something definitely going on, you know, Egyptians. Yeah, well, they still don't know how to Stonehenge, you know, like the physics of that. They still don't know how to. And and has there been any other hinge besides stone? No. Like maybe a freaking wood hinge? No. Like, I I want to know. I know there's like. Until next time. (laughs) On the next (laughs) one, Solve Mysteries. Which was a great show, by the way. Have you seen the reboot? Yes, it's good, right? The the still unsolved mystery. Yeah, (laughs) 
I kind of miss Robert Stack's voice, though. Oh, man, you're right. Can I, can I admit that if you see mm-hmm. any suspicions about this activity? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can't do that voice, but yeah, <laughs> it was a great voice. Good. Something about that voice that came on, and you're like, oh, shit. You're like, eating dinner at the table. This is intense. <laughs> yeah, you're, looking, you're looking out the window. Mom, I think I saw the guy. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, back then, everybody used to watch TV right at the table right. or as a family, mm-hmm. right? And they would put those out there, and they, they caught a lot of people, you know. But it's hard now because even now they still do that and post that show, but it's not on everybody's, you know, because availability. Because of media get stitches. It's, it's like the few channels we had back then, that, you know, had to watch yeah. it or whatnot. But so. But I, I like I appreciate that they still do that. Yeah, because snitches get stitches, dude. Like people don't fucking <laughs> rip on each other no more, dude. It's like you see something, you fucking mind your business. <laughs> okay, who's the most famous person you've met? The most famous? Oh my god, I met a few. I met a few famous people. Um, I met Justin Furstenfeld from Blue October. Yeah. Before he, I mean, I'm not gonna say before he got big, but it was definitely in the earlier years, probably 2003. And at Austin in a really small venue. It was a sold out show and I got to meet him and it was like twenty one of us um, crammed up in this and he did and he did twenty one songs. So nice. for, for, no no, I apologize. It's twenty one songs, not twenty one people. It just felt like that many people. It was very claustrophobic. Everybody was like nudged up against each other. Yeah, they, that that, that can't happen nowadays. Like you, you got your shots, I got my shot. <laughs> <laughs> sticker on your forehead. Um He's a famous. I met Michelle Pfeiffer. Really? Yeah, Michelle Pfeiffer at uh, Six Flags um, in San Antonio. Um, she was taking her two kids to the bathroom, or they were two kids. I don't know, but she had her shades on. She went just two her. random kids. Just, <laughs> I, I never really looked it up. I don't know whose kids those were, but I'm pretty sure it had to be her kids. Anyway, um, man, I, I had a chance to meet Charles Barkley, but I was in a rush. I didn't get to meet him. Uh, who else have I met? The most person, though? Oh, that's a tough one. I think, um... <sighs> Damon Scott Bowling. <laughs> he is famous. <laughs> he's, a, he's a great guy. Um, you know, I mean, I don't want to say Chris Pettis, but Chris Pettis and I almost got in a fight. <laughs> Are you serious? <laughs> no. yeah. You know, I think oh, that's man. the topic. I'm going to say the most intense, um, visit, uh, uh greeting, uh, to meet, um... I guess I had made a silly joke. Honestly, it was silly. Uh, a good friend of ours, Gilbert Mello, he was like, hey, I want you to meet my friend Chris Bennett. Aaron, I've been talking yeah. about, you know, he's like trying to get everybody back into like this band and like, you know, he was you know, trying to just accumulate all these formulas from different people. And I guess when I met him, I, I could hear on the, um, it was at Cats 21 and I could hear the music in the background. It was Manaw playing and I was, he asked, hey man, so nice to meet you. Who do you play with? And I was like, Manaw. I just pointed out. I was like, hey, Manaw, man. And he goes, hey man, those are my friends. Like, don't talk about it. Right? And I was like, whoa, bro, I'm sorry. I didn't mean it, didn't mean it like that. And, like, he's short. He's like a short guy. Yeah. And I'm not saying I'm super tall, but he's just shorter than normal. And I just looked at him like, what? Like, no, I'm kidding. And he just would not let that go. And I was like, dude, I'm going to. We're gonna do this right now. <laughs> I'm gonna punch Chris Pettis in the face. No, I'm, I'm not. But not his favorite. Yeah. So that was. <laughs> Probably my favorite now. Thinking about it because I had that moment with him. So that's cool. badass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's so, hey, he still won't accept my friendship on Facebook. That was years ago, and you know, I I could give a rest after. Yeah. <laughs> well, now that you brought it up again, such a painful subject. Yeah. <laughs> He's gonna fight. <laughs> you, better, you better accept that. <laughs> <laughs> 
But if you could be it's famous, cool what would you like guy. to be famous for? Um, I would like to be famous for, um, I would say, that's a good one. That's a really good one. You know, what did it say in the Matrix movie? It was like, what do you want? You want to be rich? What do you think? I don't want to be rich, famous. I want to be important, right? I think around these lines of needed. Like, right. I want to feel needed for something. And if I could figure out what that was, it could be something where, you know, everybody needs. And I'm sorry, you guys, like you invented something penicillin? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody's killing me. <laughs> or if I'm the one that supplies it right. <laughs> on, a, on, a, on a daily basis out of my, yeah. my armpits or something. <laughs> <laughs> it's like this valuable golden goose. It'd be funny if it's like, from his boobs, so he gets to get milked every day. <laughs> Look, it's happening again. Make sure you just disgusting. But we're waiting. Right. Make sure you drink your protein shake. We're gonna have to milk you. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be the worst. And they like some groaning. You're gonna have this groaning, fucking flappy. You have this flappy ass <laughs> nipples. <laughs> Unpleasant Batman oh, nipples with groaning. <laughs> Golden egg, Okay, if you can meet your younger self, what would you tell them? They would look at you and be like, "No fucking way! You're you're not serious." Like about your life today. I would say I would say to myself when I was younger. Um, slow down. Don't go so fast. You know, that's what I would do. Take your time. That's what I would say. Just but, with life like, in general, or like you would tell them, like, did you know that I used to play with blah blah blah, or I opened up for blah blah blah? Know what I mean, like, what's something that you could tell them that they're like, we fucking do that, like later on in life? Oh like, yeah, yeah. Okay. I'm sorry. I went somewhere else. No, no, no. I get because that that question that question's at the end of the. the oh, okay, cool. <laughs> we could just edit it to where it's. <laughs> you may have asked that question, but I heard like completely. No, no, it's cool. Like, That's cool. That's cool because you're, you're, yeah, because we've had <laughs> and these are doubles. <laughs> So I at guess, least doubles. I guess I mean, that's really cool. I would I would actually say something along those lines. You know, you get to jump on stage with some really cool dudes and you know turn these venues into giant venues and get to do something that not a lot of people get to do and yeah. just play beautiful music with beautiful friends right. and beautiful family members in a way and you just create this awesome line of, of other people wanting to do the same thing and the share of music and love. I think that that would be all. And you get the fucking rock out doing that and having a blast. Okay. Yeah. You always have a blast though. Yeah. Like for real. That's one thing. Like anytime we've ever seen him play, he just, you know, you, you know, know that you're you, having fun. You, yeah. You can always you tell know? like, like Aaron's in the fucking zone. Yes. Right now oh, because man. That was just, that was my cake. And I ate it. Yeah, we're all going to win. It's that all was, good. That was even even in my hard, hard, like harsh moments and times of playing, or <laughs> couldn't feel my foot, you know, or yeah. you know, hit my hands and couldn't feel my finger, or you know, mm-hmm. cut myself while I'm playing, or get a huge cramp, and I'm just smiling, acting like I'm okay, like all of that. I've missed all of that. Mm-hmm. All over. Yeah. Um, like one of the one of the most badass times that I had. Watching you play, I remember it was at Rockets, mm. and I don't even remember what song you played. I think it was Tool. 
or something, and I just look over, and you're just kind of, you have your eyes closed, and everything is just fucking flowing. And I don't know if it's just because you got everything memorized, you know, how you have your drums or whatever, but just, like, everything was just fucking perfect. And you just look like you're having an out-of-body experience, but at the same time, an orgasm. (laughs) You just look like you're so fucking happy, but at the same time, you're just, like, in that fucking zone. And I'm just like, you know what? That is a fucking artist Mm -hmm. at his canvas right now, and he's in his fucking zone. And I just... I, I envied that so much. You know, it goes back to that thing you were talking about earlier in that soul movie. You know, you just get lost in it. You know, you could have done that song a million times or the first time that night, but when it when it feels good like that, you take advantage of it. You know, because those those moments don't always happen. And and for people who you know who have music experience, you know, like Liz and and myself, um, even though all of us pretty much grew up differently with that music, you know, you're very Christian, mm-hmm. you know, oriented. Um, I was very kind of, I, I, I couldn't give a shit about learning the technical aspect of music until that part was taken away from me. Mm-hmm. And now I wish I had that shit back yeah. because I remember I used to play so much better. Now I can remember like three chords. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean, and even then I don't remember what they're called. Yeah. <laughs> I just know, no, this memory. is the, this is this one. And this is this one. And this <laughs> is this one. And, yeah, you know, yeah. I was told a long time ago that um, you know if you stop, you know, you could lose it. And this was coming from somebody I looked up to mm-hmm. in that um, musical world for me. You know, kind of like that center stick yeah. guy in the drum <laughs> world. Yeah. You know, I was a freshman and he was a senior, yeah, and like yeah. we were just like little. I was a little brother, you know. And, um, and he years was- go by, we're still really close friends, and he, you know, uh, I, I've been just lucky to still be in the business in that way. Um, I show. I want to show you. Hey, let me show you what I learned. And then you know, try to repeat it. Man, he just couldn't. You know, and I, it was really devastating to see somebody like also realizing, like, wow, I don't, I can't do it anymore. You and, keep your chops up. You yeah. know, and that's exactly what he was saying. You know, you don't stop. You know, keep going because I don't want to see you lose this and feel mm-hmm. what I'm feeling now. And I think that's what I was very, I was really, I was really inspired. Right. Was one of those inspirations also that kept me. Um, Try, keep I, trying. I get it, man. Like there, there's, there's some people who, you know, um, know their calling, you know, right from the beginning. There's some people who fall into it, and you know, there's just some people who, right away, just like, this is what I'm supposed to do. This is what I'm, you know, put here for on this planet. And I'm going to do it whether you like it or not. <laughs> I'm going to fucking do it. And you're one of those people, I think, that was here to make music. Yeah, thank you. I, it's, I feel it in my fingers. Not necessarily singing. I mean, I'll be honest with you. Well, we definitely it's all collecting you. dust, all the gear sitting there, but I'm going to take it back yeah. in a good way that you said that because it does help me and push me to want to do more of what I feel makes well, sense. So we we, we uh, definitely yeah. miss you because I, I, yeah. I, I know I can speak for Liz in that we miss seeing you play. Any Anybody that has had the opportunity to see you play whatever it is, like, again, like, you just so obviously, like, enjoy what you're doing. That makes it, like... You can sound great, 
But if you look bored or you look like you don't enjoy what you're doing, that just takes really all yeah. of the excitement and the joy out of it. And that's one of my favorite things about seeing you play is that you just like drop the mic. You know what I mean? Like you just leave it all out there and it's so much fun. You well, know? It's so good to hear because it, yeah. it's really the state I have to always try to hold back on. Well, no, one, of, one of my favorite things is when you're playing like a basic beat, you know, just, yeah. you know, <laughs> And you're there just fucking, like, you're keeping the fucking <laughs> beat, but you're doing all this fucking wild <laughs> shit. Maybe they're showing your hair and shit. Oh, yeah. I love <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> so immersed in, in this beautiful Christian salad. It's like, what's Aaron doing over there? Heavy hair metal song. There you go. Right, like what's Aaron doing over there? He's playing full contact drums. <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay, so we're gonna do um, a deep dive into your psyche right uh-huh. now, since you haven't heard any of the previous podcasts. So you need to stay quiet. Oh, wow. <laughs> dun, dun. All right. I'll be quiet. Okay. Okay, so I'm gonna write these down. Okay. Oh, okay, yeah. What What is your favorite animal? Lion. Lion? Give Okay, describe a lion in three words. Um, king. Okay. Domain. Okay. Leadership. Okay. What's your favorite article of clothing? That could be a hoodie... Pair of pants, a t-shirt, pants. pants. <laughs> okay, what is it about the pants? Oh, oh, three. No, 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 no. Definitely not. It's only been pants because at work, um, I'm gonna say make you wear my pants. boots. My boots, boots are my favorite part of my clothing. Yeah. Okay. Describe your boots in three words. Um, <clears throat> um, solid. Solid. Mobile. Mobile. And endurance. <laughs> nice. Okay, what's your favorite body of water? This could be like a lake, a pond, an ocean, a river. <clears throat> ocean. Wait, which one? Um, I'm going to say the Gulf. The Gulf? Okay. Describe the Gulf in three words. Abyss. <laughs> Abyss? Yeah. Okay. Did you call me? No. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, water, water World. I don't know. Yeah. Water World? Like, I can only come up with one. Like, okay. One I more. can only one, come up with one about the... One more word. Immersive. Immersive? Yeah. Okay. Uh, oh wait, that's supposed to I. <laughs> okay, I want to paint a picture for you. You're standing in front of a window. You open up the window, and a spring breeze comes and blows over you. That's what she said. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> okay, so a spring breeze blows on you. What are the first three feelings that you feel? I'm lucky to be alive. Okay, what else? I am 
grateful to be in this moment. Grateful. Now what else? I am proud to be where I am in my life. All right. <clears throat> so I'm just going to put lucky, grateful, and proud. Okay. All right. Okay. Do you want to know the results of your quiz? Sure. Okay. Number one, which is your favorite animal, describes how you see yourself. You see yourself as a lion, and you say uh, you describe it as a king, domain, and leadership. Which you know, if anybody has seen your personal life, the way you are with your family, this is very true. You are the leader of your family, and you do have domain in your you know space. So number two reveals how you imagine other people see you. Okay, so other people. In your eyes, people see you as an old or as a pair of boots. So they see somebody who's solid, somebody who's mobile, who has endurance. Wow. Right? Wow. And I would say 100%. I feel it. Wow. That's cool. Okay, number three. This is Liz's favorite. Shut up. <laughs> this is your favorite body of water describes how you view sex. Oh. <laughs> so you said. So you said. So you said. It's, a, it's a curious. Never ending, ladies. It's never ending. <laughs> it's a water world, <laughs> and it's very immersive. <laughs> High five! Yes, that's a win for me. Yes. As awkward as Okay, and then number four is how you view death. So you view death, uh, you okay, as you go into death, you're feeling lucky, grateful, and proud. Which I would say is very spot on. Yeah. Saying so, you know, that this is a very Freudian uh, game that I discovered, uh, and by discovered I mean I listened to Whitney Cummings' podcast <laughs> and <laughs> got this from her. Um, and it talks. It's one of those things where um, if you're sitting down with somebody that you're trying to get to know, you ask them these questions, and then you can get a look into their psyche about how they view themselves. Now, if they were to say, you know, something like, "Oh," How I see myself as, you know, pathetic or blah, 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 whatever, you know, yeah. you don't want to get involved with something like that. Then you yeah. basically have to raise that person as you're dating them, and nobody wants to do that. Yes. Correct. Yeah, it's a lot of energy. I'm, um, mm -hmm. I, I think I spent enough energy on things. Right. So, speaking of death, in one word, how would you like to be remembered? I would like to be remembered as a. Uh, as a great father figure, because that's going to be passed down and then passed down and passed Well, down. I already see it in your kids. I mean, Cadence is, <laughs> I still have her uh, on the VR. Oh, yeah. The poop. <laughs> I still have her. Like, why are you selling your VR to begin with? Well, honestly, I don't have time to play it, and it's, it's literally there. All the time. So it's going to be a collector's item. You know well, that. maybe, but maybe not. Because also, I, I admire other kids or somebody playing it and having yeah. an enjoyment. I, when I get home, my son's too young to play it. My daughter, I would feel, Ow. should have it. That was mm -hmm. definitely the error. She should take it. But she's going to a very unique school now, and that's mm -hmm. where they don't use a lot of technology, so she's very limited to having oh, wow. it. So she's like just 
like bow and arrows, climb rocks, make do math. That sounds amazing. Do grass, <laughs> like they they like old school style ways. You know, they're really like it's like Amish. <laughs> um, so I don't. I want to say really hippie like, but at the same time, very rewarding because the creativity yeah. that comes out. Of right. That, that, that I'm that not sounds, saying there's anything wrong with technology. That's really cool. That sounds incredible. Very limited. All of that. So she's yeah. gonna be able to use that. Yeah. So selling it. It's just the smartest thing to do. And I'm saying so you, you know, just want to make back that money from that gun you bought. Oh, man. <laughs> it's actually going to be going to a gun that I really want. Oh, yeah. I saw that, that, that AR. Man. Dude, that was, that was, I wanted a new Apple. Yeah, that was, that was the first guy that was, I ever wanted a new freaking incredible, man. I feel really cool about it. Like and it's a really bucks. nice one too. Yeah, that was it. Those M and P's are really, really nice. Dude, they, yeah, I mean, I'm, that's my first one, and they said nothing could have been a perfect uh, beginner AR rifle. Yes. Now, so really cool. I like to dig in deeper and understand it. And, 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 and if you ever, that. if you ever need help or advice or something like that, dude, Jesse is a great yeah. Uh, resource you know, I was thinking about him yeah. uh, because of the the other gun I got uh, from you that had that customization mm-hmm. on there. So. Really looking forward to see what he's got to say towards my additional add-on. I'm ideas. telling you, dude, like he is a great resource for you. Like I'll give you, I'll give you his number later on. You could like text him, whatever, talk to him. Yeah, he's a great resource for that. He builds his own, like from parts, dude. You know that's I mean? cool. He's. I think that's really what has, con- like, conceived me because I haven't really been making a lot yeah. of music lately. But it's you need it's a, my new hobby. You, you need know? that outlet. The creative, yeah. like. Tactile. Yeah, that creative outlet. That, that's one thing. Like I know, Scuba said, he was very. He's one of those people who like I have to have a creative outlet mm-hmm. somehow. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I go mad. You know, and video games just really wasn't doing it. For right. Me. And drumming has always wanted uh, part back in my life. But you know, when the time is right, that will happen again. And at the same time, to buy that time and being a good dad and like using my time and my resources wisely. Um, the guns have been just a really good outlet for me and dissecting and, re- and respecting it, you know, and doing right. everything by the right uh, way is my um, go-to right now. That's awesome. So do you have any general advice or words of wisdom for the listeners? Uh, mine are really short and sweet, as I always say. Um, no risk, no reward. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, it's, it is, I, I say this a lot, but I, I don't know if people think I'm silly, but you know, coming from somebody who is grateful to be alive, I always said it's a great night to be alive. And I was one of the first things I said was I broke my neck in a car accident when I was 21. And, you know, when I was able to recover and I felt like a whole other part uh, too in my life at that time, it, it was something I said then and it's something I'm saying now. And uh, those are great things I've lived by. So I would hope I can uh, let Well, that's definitely one of the things you've imparted to us because even when you're not around, that's 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 our that's our sure. cheers. You know, it's, it's a it great night to be alive. Yeah. I was thinking, I was like, you know what? That'd be funny. Aaron thinks it's really funny if I have that, and I, I will request request that on my request that on my grave, yeah. <laughs> my grave, uh, my tombstone. Yeah. It's a great night to be alive. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Aaron thinks it's so funny. So yeah, great night to be alive. <laughs> I want to. I'm on mine. <laughs> on mine, I want to be continued. <laughs> it's like I told my daughter. I was like, when I die, I told her I want you to scatter my remains around in Fiesta, Texas, but all, but also I don't want to be cremated. Oh God! 
this is the Halloween. Those over there have flies on. Well, do you have any social medias where people can keep up with you if they want to? Well, yeah, I guess my. Facebook again. I'm trying not to stay on it too much, but if you if you if you must, yeah, I am in need for a really good selective um, group of young men who are loyal and willing to start some music songs. I'm I'm um, encouraged and will be encouraging to make it happen. That collaboration. Yeah. Um, Aaron Elibades. Uh, my Instagram is Aaron Anthony seven two zero. And then it's the same thing with my Snapchat and really about a 720. That's pretty much all I really do. I don't want to be consumed too much on the TikTok and the Twitter. I think all of that's too much already. <laughs> if anything, I'm very, very little on, on you know, the Snapchat and the, the Instagram. It's just Facebook. And, you know, even then, I try not to get consumed by it too much. So it's not my really go-to. Right. I could even go old school and email, you know, straight up. That's where I do most of my adulting, anyhow, and pay my, my bills and, you know, get confirmation things. So. Well, yeah, but you don't want your email out. There. No, I don't want to do that. <laughs> but it is the same thing. <laughs> and if you all, keep it simple. And, if, if, and plug your business if you all need some. Oh, yeah, security, right? So this is good. Um, Absolute Alarm Inc. We do a lot of. Uh, a lot of low voltage, anything with three wires, but mainly your alarm systems, fire alarm systems, and surveillance cameras. So we do all of that. Uh, we get a good deal because we're local and we're trying to impress you. And I've been doing this 17 plus years. So um, support local. And, you know, and, and, and if you go, tell them that you heard it on Recycled Corn Podcast. Uh, it won't do anything for you, but it'll be a nice mention. <laughs> this is also a good iconic memorabilia, <laughs> just like the the fossil. <laughs> right. <laughs> we'll put this on the shelf. It's a collector's item. <laughs> but all right, man. Thank you so much for uh, stopping by and having a few drinks. Thank you. Uh, just right. real quick, I just want to give a recognition to my man Paul. Yes. And yes. Paul Garcia. Absolutely. We, we miss you, we buddy, miss already, you. and uh, we love you, and you, you've you been such an iconic uh, human being during all of this uh, growing pains and, and uplifting and all, all kinds of aspects of areas of feeling, and, and we just appreciate you, thank you, and hearts go out to you and your family and your friends and everybody around you that you just impacted so much, and we're very grateful for you, buddy. Love you, Paul. We love you, Paul. Love you, Paul.